You're listening to Selling the Dream. This isn't an interview and we're not journalists, but each week we'll ask our guests to open up and share their secrets to business success. Let's have a conversation and have some fun. Hey everybody, we're, we're great to, grateful to have you here today to, to hang out with us. We want to uh, talk about success. We want to talk about motivation. We want to talk about sales. Uh, you know, We want to make sure that we ourselves are honest and sincere and we don't take ourselves too seriously. We're here to have a little bit of fun. As always, my uh, my co-host is uh, is Joe Iredell from Short Sites Inc. Joe, what's happening? KJ, always a pleasure to be here, man. Another great podcast. Looking forward to hearing from our guest Clement, and he's going to tell us all about his journey. And uh, I'm excited. So why don't you uh, why don't you give us a little background and introduce our guest? We'll go from there. Now, nah, let's not get into that just yet. We got time. Here's what I want to talk about first. <laughs> you, shouldn't, you shouldn't discuss timely topics because it dates your podcast, but it's Eagles Dallas week. And uh, and and, and uh, I'm excited about that, too. You got the Eagles playing Dallas on uh, on Monday night. What do you think, Joe? I'm cautiously optimistic after the last weekend, but I don't know, man. I don't think the secondary is up to snuff, but... Dallas sucks, so we might have Listen, a Listen, I don't care if we alienate the part of the population that's Dallas fans because Dallas, Dallas sucks, let's face it. So, you know, we're not worrying about that, are we? I'm not. How was, how was your week work-wise? It was good. It was good. It was very good. Good week. I've had like an eerie, eerie calm where nothing's going wrong and there's no fires to put out for the past month or so, which makes me really, really nervous because it's just everything's running – well, and that's scary because I know I don't know. So are you waiting? You're waiting for that other shoe to drop. I don't know what I don't know, Kenny. I've, I've been I've been at this for a while, and it's never ran this smooth. So I hope that's a good thing, but I don't know. My my fight or flight is is, is gearing up right now because I'm not sure what what that means. But well, I got to tell you, you must be the universal balance to my world because. We're in utter chaos right now. I don't know if you know, we had that hurricane come through a couple of weeks ago and uh, our five county area applied for FEMA disaster relief. And when it was granted, we then had to go get interior, exterior inspections of every single loan that was in our pipeline. Loans that were closing tomorrow, loans that are closing in three days, loans that are closing in a week. And, uh, and we're still battling, you know, a shortage of appraisers to uh to try and get all these inspections done and still close on time so you know for for all your calm the chaos is absolutely on this coast because it's just been it's been a long freaking week man it's been a long it's been a long week i wouldn't necessarily want to get into a tit for tat coast to coast because there's a lot of stuff going on here on the west coast that i wish i was back on the east coast or at least in texas for the you thought that election was a shooting What happened? I digress. That's all right. Your tax dollars at work. Thank you, Hollywood. So yeah, so it's been a crazy week, but we're getting through it. Um, And uh, and and you know, honestly, the 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 person that helps me through a lot of these chaotic weeks is our guest today. You know, full disclosure, Clement has been my success coach for uh, about eleven years, I believe, and it has been one of the biggest difference makers in my career was was hiring a coach for the outside perspective for the accountability 
for the person to call bullshit on me when I need someone to call bullshit on me, you know, and uh, on, on the, the excuses that I make as to why I'm not doing what I'm doing or doing what I'm supposed to do uh, has just been a tremendous influence in my in my business and in my career. And, uh, and, and, you know, that's why I thought Clement would be an awesome host or excuse me, guest, because I want him to, to kind of share with us some more knowledge and wisdom, you know, some of the stuff that he and I talk about on a regular basis and, uh, and, and hopes that, you know, people are going to get something out of it. So, so with that, I'm going to introduce, introduce our guest, Clement, Clement, welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Episode number six, three, 635th episode. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Of course, I want to say something. You know, really, it's uh, you said it's not going to be controversial. So, go Dallas. You know, so please tell me you're not a Dallas fan. No. No, nah, I, mean, I care less about any either one of them, to tell you the truth. But uh, I've never seen, and I think I've told you this before, Ken. I, I, I know a lot of people from a lot of areas in the, in the United States. There are no, not even close to anyone that are like Eagles fans. I mean, it is like a, a religion. <laughs> it is like that the, the, you're all part owners of the Eagles. It, it's just amazing. I mean, that they created that kind of a, of a following for so long. It, it really speaks a lot to that, that franchise, really, and the city. You know, it's it's kind of like when you have parents that beat their kids and all the kids kind of band together. And you know, they have a special bond. <laughs> well, that, that's how I feel about being an Eagles fan. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it definitely is. But but I'm glad. And thank you for being having me here. Uh, this is fun. And then good job on what you guys are doing here. You know, the more we can get out into the world about success, sales, and motivation, come on, we're making a difference to, for everyone, really. Because when we're looking at that and, and in the face of all that's going on out there in the world, we still have our control over our success, our sales, and our motivation. And that's the good news, really. So thanks for doing this, guys. And thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. So, Clement, how long have you been in the uh, the success business? Well, I started putting my my training back in, in the middle of the 1980s, really. Uh, and my first client came to me in January of 1992. So this coming January, it'll be 30 years that I've been a success coach. And, and it's interesting, too, because when I started as a success coach, there was no such industry like that. There was no there was no success coaches or whatever. It was something I had an idea, and I just I had a desk, a chair, an office, and an idea, and then I just started putting it together. And now, there's success coaches all over, but somebody loses their job, they become a success coach. You know, they're <laughs> on every corner. <laughs> so, do as I say, uh, don't do as I do. Yeah, really. So, but, but yeah, so about 30 years that, that I've been doing this, working with people. And, and some of my clients, by the way, you know, you're, you, you see, you seem to think 11 years is a long time. And, and for some people, it may. I've got clients that have been with me 25 years, 27 years, et cetera, et cetera. And so they've gotten to one level. Now they want to go to the next and the next and the next. So, and it's, it's like any kind of a coach. If you get a coach that's working for you, don't leave them. It, it, it's like stay with that because that's going to help you 
with some of the stuff that may get in your way that you can't handle on your own. You know, AA's got a great saying when people go into AA. I've not been in AA, by the way. This, this, they want to let you know that. But, uh, but they got a great <laughs> saying when you, <laughs> when you go in there, they tell you, hey, your best thinking got you here. So you can't use that same thinking to get you out. And then that's what happens with a coach. You know? So, so and Ken, I acknowledge you for your, your willingness to take this on. Well, it's, you know, there's no saying a fish doesn't see water, you know, and you can't necessarily see what you're surrounded by from your perspective. You need that outside perspective. Joe, did I ever tell you about the day where Clement first called me? I actually remember that conversation distinctly. And I remember you saying that you sat down and you wrote down your goals and Clement told you that you would laugh at those numbers in a year. Is that correct? That's, Is that what that's absolutely to? correct. He said I, I, I reference that a lot. I do. I do remember that call that we had. But no. So let me let me pose this question to you, Clement, because somebody like Kenny Jordan, right? He is definitely he's a lightning rod for this type of coaching and this type of success. Ever since I've known Kenny, he's been you know reading Rich Dad Poor Dad and Napoleon Hill and every possible way that you can improve yourself in business and, and be conscientious. And similar to people who use personal trainers for the gym and stuff like that, some people are just, that's what they do. They're receptive. Do you find, how do you find like a normal, an everyday person who doesn't drive it? Are these people, you know, how can you help them? And how, how does that process work with someone who's maybe not as open to it as, as Ken would be to, to kind of break into getting a coach or something like that? Well, the majority of my clients, you know, I spent 21 years in the working for a major insurance company in sales and sales management. So I, I've always had an affinity for salespeople. And so a lot of my clients, the majority of my clients are either salespeople or small business owners who are responsible for the sales of their product or service. And, and what I find is that those people, if they don't know how to get to where they want to go, they're willing to, to, to look, you see, because what in sales more than anything is that you're really on your own. You know, you're out there in the world and you're, you're calling people that maybe don't want to even talk to you. Right? Um, it reminds me when I was dating, you know, before I was married, you know, calling people who didn't want to talk to me. What's what, that? back when you were dating? Exactly, yeah. So one of the one of the people I was dating, she was written in the Bible once. Uh, you know, so it, yeah, it was a very interesting time. But uh, but so so with those people, it, it, I have when when I have people come in and they choose to take on this work, Joe, I I ask them to to listen to the work not from I agree or I disagree, but from a place of possibility, meaning what's possible out of what I'm hearing here toward what's important to me. And we write down the goals that they want to reach. And by the way, it's not only their income goals, it's their personal goals, their financial goals, their health and fitness goals, their relationship goals, their spiritual goals, their community goals. So whatever it is that they're up to. And I ask them to, to just come from that place of possibility toward those goals and then go out and try this stuff on, see if it fit, wear it for a while. If it doesn't fit, Bring it back. I'll take it back. No questions asked. If it does, you can keep it. It's yours for the rest of your life. And so the majority of my clients agree to that. 
And so those are the ones that really get the most out of the work. If people come in and they want to do this their way, it's almost like if you go in and hey, hey, want to do it your way. Hey, listen, a couple of shots before I come in wouldn't be bad because, you know, then I could really, you know, be better to share with, with people who are there in AA. That's not going to work too well for their sobriety. And it's the same with the, the work that we do. If you come in and you want to do this your way, it's not going to work. You know, it's like you go into a mechanic and the mechanic says, you know, I think we should really work. No, no, no. I think you should check this out. It's like, man, the mechanic's the, the, the expert in this area. What are you paying me for? Right? Yeah, exactly. It's the same with that. And, and I tell people, do it. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because when you, when I, yeah, I've been doing this a long time. I'll, I'll be 76 years old, by the way, in, on Saturday. So I've been around a long time. Oh, thank you, buddy. I can only say that because I haven't gotten the gifts in the mail yet. So you better hurry because UPS is having a little problem out here with uh, deliveries. But uh, what, what I find is that when I'm talking to someone, I can get a feel for, you know, are they going to be taking this on? And even though Ken was so, he was, you, you, we want to call him a little bit skeptical, I think was the word. Can use a lot of times to, you know. I was skeptical. I, I've been skeptical numerous times throughout the years. There's been many times where I'm like, why the hell am I still talking to this guy every two weeks? Do I really need this? And uh, but the, but the answer is yes, I do. I mean, and and I keep coming back to it. Clement just has a way of you know reeling you back in. I remember when you first called me, I was I was watching my son try out for that baseball team. You remember I was in a look, 2000, I was in the worst mood. The mortgage business was in the tank. I took a 65% pay cut the year before and I was just in a pissed off mood and he called and I'm like, you know what? While my son's out there booting balls around, striking out and looking, making me look bad as a dad and a coach. I'm just going to talk to this guy because I got nothing else better to do. And, and, and he convinced me. And that Joe, to your point, what's interesting about my experience, at least when I decided to take on a coach, there has to be, just like Napoleon Hill says, there has to be number one. First and foremost, there has to be desire. You have to want something, and you got to want something bad enough to take action towards that goal. If you don't have a goal, if you don't have a desire, if you don't have a, 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 a direction you want to go in, then a coach isn't going to do any good. It, it'll just fall on deaf ear. It won't resonate. But the second that passion or that burning desire, as they call it, as soon as it ignites and you know you want something – that's when you become receptive to people like Clement where, okay, now I know I want, I know I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. Right. That's a, a phrase we use a lot, right, Clement, but I know what I want. And, and, and that's where, you know, a coach comes in and kind of starts to direct you down that path. So, so goal action results. Why don't you talk about that equation, which is a cornerstone of your teachings, goals, actions, results, Clement. Okay, sure. You know, it, it's interesting. There's certain, there's certain laws of the universe that are constant. Gravity, for example. You know, gravity is always constant. If you step out of a window on the 20th floor, you're going to fall, right? Whether you know about that or not, whether you like that or not, <laughs> whether you understand it or not, you're going to fall. And there's also a, a law called the law of sowing and reaping. And the law of sowing and reaping, and it's a, this is a biblical um, definition. I love the, the Bible because the Bible really, there's a lot of information in there, no matter what your beliefs are. 
there's a lot of information in the Bible that we can use to, to live a very, very successful life. And one of the things they say about the law of sowing and reaping is it says you sow abundantly, you'll reap abundantly. You sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. Now, that's a law of the universe. We can like that. We don't have to like it. We can understand it. We don't have to. It's still a law. And so the work that I do with my clients is to get them to sow more abundantly. So, so let's say they have an income goal. And by the way, the majority of my people, my people, the Navajos, um, the, the people that come to me are, are, are usually people who want to make more money. That seems to be a driving force for people. And I guess that's because I, again, I've been in sales forever, you know, 21 years and 30 years of this, which is sales. Again, all I had was a, an idea. And I built this up to, to what it is today. So, you know, I've had to do sales. So the majority of people who come to me are, are interested in making more money. They get a lot more out of it than that, but that's what they're, they're interested in. And so if you have a goal to make X amount of dollars, right, uh, let's say $20,000 a month, we'll just use that as a number. So you have to sow to the extent that's going to reap $20,000 a month. You cannot sow $10,000 a month activity expecting $20,000 a month goal. It's not going to happen. It's like planting two seeds in the ground, uh, tomato seeds, we'll say, expecting 100 crop. Not going to happen. I don't care what church you go to, where you were grown, what, what coast you live on. It's not going to happen. And so when we create a goal, the actions that we take need to be consistent with that goal. In fact, they have to be more consistent. You know, there's a, there's a again, in the Bible, it talks about the, the, the sower and uh, seed, sowing seeds, and he sowed the seeds, and, and some of it fell on hard ground and didn't grow. Uh, some of the seeds fell on birds that came and took him away, etc. And then some grant, uh, grew and, and generated. And that's the same with our activities in our lives. Some of those seeds that we're sowing are not going to hit. In, in mortgages, for example, you're out there sowing seeds. There may be uh, someone who doesn't qualify, or there may be another one that doesn't, um, that wants to go shop somewhere else, or didn't uh, praise the thing, so on and so forth. So we've got to sow more abundantly. But when you're sowing to the extent of what you want to read, the results are an automatic. It's a natural consequence that you sow, you'll receive, which is a natural consequence. A natural, another natural consequence, you sow less than what you want to receive, the natural consequence is you're not going to get those. And so our job on a consistent basis is to talk ourselves into sowing more abundantly. And we're great salespeople. Every one of us is a great salesperson. We're going to sell ourselves on doing what we said we we're going to do so we can have what we want, or we're going to talk ourselves out of doing or selling ourselves and doing what we said we were going to do. And so our job is to sell ourselves into it. And the coaching is really giving people tools and techniques on how to do that. And then the, the results are just automatic. So that, I mean, in most things in life that, that I've learned, and obviously like in sales and everything, there's definitely a linear relationship between, let's say, number of contacts versus number of appointments versus number of closes. And it all sells with revenue and so forth. So of what you do and of the, the people that you work with, 
What is the breakdown between inspiring, like inspiration, and just sheer process? Like how many, like who needs a process versus just needing to be inspired to get out every day and go do this? Like what is, what's that kind of dynamic look like with the people that you work with? Well, uh, you know, there's a great statement that the Nike people stole from it called Just Do It. I don't know if you know that and I made that up and then they ran. I think I'm, I'm, and, I think I'm familiar with that. You heard that? Yeah. And you know, when I was telling them about it, I dropped my pen and the pen made a swish on the thing and they, they took the, the logo too and they ran with it. But anyhow, uh, that's another story, you know, uh, we'll, we'll go into that later. But uh, but it's about just doing it. So, it, 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 which basically says, if I just do it, I'm going to be a gazillionaire or I'm going to have that rippled stomach that three people have and they advertise a rippled stomach. Same three people over and over again, I'm sure that. I get a lot of I get a lot of royalties for that comment. Just yeah, you. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my, my, I haven't gotten there quite yet, but uh, but yeah, and so if it's all about just doing it, we would just do it, and we would do those things that you're talking about. And by the way, you want to learn how to be successful? Go buy a book. There's enough books out there to tell you how to be successful. Yeah, but how many people have bought books saying successful, except the people who wrote them? But what gets in the way of all of that, though? is this internal dialogue that we got going on constantly. And the one that's almost saying, why is he doing that with his fingers right now? Uh, we're talking to ourselves about 300 to 800 words a minute every waking hour. And a lot of those conversations are not our friend. Well, who are you kidding? You can't do that. What if they say no? You don't want to get rejected. You're not good enough. There, there's a bad economy. COVID is in the way. You won't, you won't be able to do it. This, it, is, it is. And so all of a sudden now, that inspiration that you're talking about has been dissipated by those conversations that are taking that inspiration away. And so, and, and a lot of people, most people, don't know how to recapture that. You know, we were not taught that in school. And so my coaching teaches that. It's funny because that, that whole process, I refer to it as analysis paralysis, where there's so many things and so many variables and you can look at a situation and say, well, what if this and what if that? And at the end of the day, Mikey was right. Just do it. Just and our last guest we had, you know, talked about this, that just jump and figure it out as you go. And that's kind of, that was the key to my success was not overthink it. And, you know, you figure out the process as you go. So that's definitely, uh, there's some gems. Joe, I don't think you've ever overthought anything in your entire life, have you? <laughs> I'm here today, aren't I? <laughs> with 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 a fifth kid on the way, he certainly didn't think that went through. <laughs> oh wow! Congratulations. Yeah, any any oh, day wow. now, we're gonna we're gonna kind of feel our way through that one. But you know, oh, congratulations. <laughs> right off. I think that you're you're right, though. And another. Another thing I've heard is, you know, you don't need a great plan. You just need a plan and then you just need to take action. And action is, is, is the most important thing. Clement, what do you say? The law, the law of attraction, right? The most important part of the law of attraction is the word action. So the law of attraction and where, where does the law of attraction fall short? By people not acting. You know, it's, it's really, we're sitting on a mountaintop. I'm going to be very wealthy. And that, by the way, that doesn't work. I know I tried it a few times. It doesn't work, so don't bother. But but it's really, it, the law of attraction takes place in, in, in its entirety when we're sowing more abundantly. 
when we are doing that sewing, it like opens up the universe. So all of a sudden, here comes this lucky break. Here comes this serendipitous thing. Here comes this coincidence. None of which exists, by the way. They're all through our sewing abundance. When we're sewing sparingly, it closes down the universe, and there's not much space for that luck and coincidence and serendipitous things to happen. And so we're back to utilizing that law of sowing and reaping. Because what, as we're, when we first start the law of sowing and reaping, it's just all of what we're doing. But as we do the process, the universe starts participating in this. Now, there's a much greater power than what we have alone. And that is called the law of attraction. And so we've got to really get into action to attract. The kind of the premise of our, our podcast, you know, there's in everyone's career and life, there's, there's these moments where you kind of have an epiphany and you're going one way and then you say, okay, I just figured this out and this kind of changes my trajectory. And obviously we only have really successful people on this podcast, you obviously being really successful in what you do. Tell us about, you know, when did you get this epiphany to, to do this and, you know, what was, what were some of the times in your life or that you were like, hey, I got this figured out and I can share this with other people, you know, or, or maybe sometimes that you were down and you had to figure it out. Like, share some of that with us because I think that'll really help people, you know, see the, the other side of it. Well, to, to the point you first made, so, so I spent 21 years, like I said, with um, a major insurance company in sales and sales management. And it was not, you know, it just wasn't, I did it because it was there. I did it well, et cetera. But in the beginning, I did. I should have never been a salesperson when I first started in sales. I mean, you ever heard that? I was, I was so shy. I couldn't lead people in silent prayer. You know, that, that was me. And so, but, but I was able to get past all that. But I got involved with a, this work that I do, an organization that was, was doing this kind of work. And, and it was just like lit me up. And, and they used to do group trainings and whatnot. And so, and I started with them, like I said, in the middle 1980s. I and so I got really excited about it. And I said, geez, I'd like to do that, et cetera. And, and I don't know where the thought came from, but I said, I'd like to be a, a, a success coach. I like to coach people one-on-one. You know, I saw, I saw group training. And, and a lot of times, you, I don't know if it ever happened for you, but you go to a, a seminar, you get all excited, oh, baby, I'm going for it, this is great. And then two days later, you figure out what the heck you've learned in the seminar. And so I thought, well, one-on-one would be good for me. And, and I have been thinking about this for a long time, um, did not pull in the trigger. Not, I had 21 years of residuals, you know, in insurance. When you are selling insurance for that long, you're getting, I, I used to wake up in the morning, this was back in, in uh, 1991, 90, uh, I was making $75,000 a year just by getting out of bed in the morning, uh, just from all the renewals. Yeah, well, yeah, very much so. And and I was going to, if, when I left, I was going to leave all that behind. So that was, you know, that was certainly a, to go do something that I didn't even know what was. It wasn't a profession. So I, um, in this organization that I was with, and I've been thinking about this coaching for a long time, the end of, they had this training they were going to do in Russia, and uh, and this was in 1990. And so I, I had to pull a lot, of, I had to do a lot of things to be able to go to Russia to do this training. And so I finally 
was able to get them. They, they agreed, and I had to pay all my own way and, and the whole bit. And we had a group of people from all over the country that were going to be volunteers also over in, this, in Russia. And the, the leader was up in Oregon, I believe. We had a, a phone consult, a coaching call. This was before the Zoom and all that stuff. And she says, it's, and I didn't know her. She didn't know me. And she goes, I got a feeling that what's going to happen, you're going to make a major change when you come back from Russia. I don't, you don't even know me. How are you saying this? And so I went over. We did the training. We went into, into Moscow. And we were doing the training and whatnot. And, and um, we had the trainer was there, and he was talking to uh, one of his friends that he knew. And I, I'm very inquisitive, so i just overhearing the, the conversation. And he said to this friend, he goes, you know what's really going to be big, I, I get? He goes, one-on-one -on -one coaching. He said to this guy. And I thought to myself, here I am. I don't know how far more. I was in California at the time. I don't know how far Moscow is from California, but here I am thinking about doing this coaching thing that no one's ever even heard of before, that I'm in Russia, and he's telling this guy what's going to be good one-on-one -on -one coaching. God, I get you're trying to tell me something. And so I came back, gave the company hold on, hold my on. one month notice, and started this thing. So you're telling me, that you started your entire coaching career based on a Russian psychic and some guy. Well, he's American. He was an American psychic. <laughs> he wasn't Russian. If he's Russian psychic, that's how he would have done it. You had to go all the way to Russia to find a good American psychic. I see. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You put that in a business plan. Try to put that in the yeah, business yeah, plan and exactly present it to Russia. the bank. Yeah, exactly. Step yeah, one, exactly. call Russia. <laughs> yeah, so but again, that's the... But that takes me back to that one thing that stops most people that are joining and doing what they want. They're worried about how they're going to do it. That, that, that question never came up for me. Not how I'm going to do it. It was, I'm going to do it. And like I said, I gave up. All of what was there. And people used to say to me, hey, aren't you worried about what you're giving up here to leave and go do this? I said, if I was worried about giving up, I wouldn't go. I'm thinking about what's ahead of me and so on. And, it, and I've never looked back. Never said, oh, geez, I wish that. Now, and I'm not, and I'd love to tell you, okay, this was a stat, man. I just got, I get into business, and, and here I am 30 years later, no problems, no nothing. Everything just worked out smooth. I'd love to tell you that, but then, you know, I lie about my height, my weight. Etc. Etc. So, uh, so, but but again, that and and it, it, to me, it's not a. People say, when are you going to retire? Retire? What am I going to retire from? This is not work for me. This is fun. I enjoy it. Joe, you're a testament right to the how. If we were back in our yellow book days, and and you said, I want to, I want to surf every day and make a lot of money. Do you think you could have drawn up the plan the way it played out, or did you just stay intentional about that goal? I don't think I could have drawn directions to the restaurant that we were going to eat at that day, to be honest with you. I don't know. I just, it's like, you know, it's like Clement said, there was failure wasn't an option. When you take everything off the table and we say burn all the ships, that's it. You just have to do it. And, you know, you from hell or high water, hook or crook, you just get it done and you learn along the way. And I've always been a firm believer that there's no such thing as a bad decision. There's only decisions that will require you to do more work than you would have normally done had you made a better decision. So just go and 
don't look back and ultimately you're not going to, unless, you know, if, as long as you keep your health and you don't get addicted to any kind of drugs, you're always going to have, you know, you're always going to be able to work and you're always going to be able to provide and it'll be tough sometimes, but just do it and don't look back. And, you know, I'm, I'm blessed. I, you're right. I get to surf every day. I, you know, hang out with my kids all the time and I have awesome clients that I work with. So it's I'm blessed, man. But I didn't, know, I didn't think about it. I think that this was an awesome conversation, Clement. I can't thank you enough for sharing all this, uh, this knowledge and wisdom and, and it's funny, even in over 11 years, these are conversations we've had and we've had, I've forgotten. Sometimes I feel like I've forgotten as much as I remember, which is why it's so important to continue to work together. And I, I do want to say, like, if you're out there and you don't have a coach, get a coach, man, just get a coach. It's, it, it, you know, there's, there's no way, there's no way, you know, everything. Uh, and it's, it, 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 it borderlines on arrogance to think that, that you can get out of, you know, get yourself to the next level. You don't even know what the next level looks like. So, so get the outside perspective, get a coach. Clement, thanks for joining us today. Hopefully we'll have you on again. And Joe, I guess enjoy your day, man. And we'll catch up with our next podcast. That's it, brother. We're uh, good to go, man. Thanks, Clement. Awesome. Go birds. Thank you, guys. Enjoy your day and your weekend. Thanks for listening to Selling the Dream. We know you don't want to miss a single episode, so go subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. And then make sure to share the show with your friends and leave us a review.